1: And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. The Only Way is Through. A new podcast in partnership with iHeartRadio and Under Armour. Players, coaches, and athletes will share intimate and personal stories of performing at the highest level. Here is Canadian heptathlete Georgia Ellenwood. The reason I won is because on that day I was confident. I need to continue that mentality to understand that I can be an Olympic athlete. I can compete with the best in the world and just perform.
0: Listen to The Only Way It's Through. Available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And this is Smitha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. And since I just got back from a trip, did I mention I got back from Hawaii recently? Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't mop <bump> it, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, and we're about to have some days off for Independence Day here in the United States. We're doing a lighter episode today on routine. Routines. Mm-hmm. Are you a routine person, Samantha? <sighs>
0: oh, I don't necessarily have routines, but more like a list of habits. Yeah, I'm, I will say I'm all about not making decisions if at all possible mm. or doing things. I just also don't want to do things. <laughs> so Is that legitimate? I don't
1: know. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's <laughs> happening, so I guess I it's like, legitimate. <laughs> it's more of like
0: not having a routine is my routine.
1: Oh, I have heard that as a philosophy, you so know, you might be on to something. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Is it working? Not quite sure. <laughs> it's a fun adventure we're all <laughs> right, on every day. Right. I have a lot of friends that would relate to that, actually. And I actually, <laughs> I have a group of friends who were all indecisive, and it's terrible. Anytime <laughs> we're like, where should we eat? Two hours later... Man, I'm really hungry. Where should we eat? <laughs> we are hangry <laughs> now. We've, Super hungry. A lot of times we'll look through Netflix for a movie to watch and just give up.
0: Oh, um, oh my gosh. I think that's part of the reason I rewatch so many things. I'm like, mm, I don't want to. Oh, mm, I know this is going to be safe. Let me watch this again. Yes.
1: Oh, I do that all and the time. And now I'm going to have to replace Office because yeah. Netflix is pulling or oh, NBC is right. pulling it. That's but not for right. a couple of years, it seems. A lot of things are changing. <sighs> a lot of things are changing. Why do things have to change? Um, And if you're curious what routine might have to do with women and feminism, actually a lot, and uh, we will get into that. But as always, let's start with the definition.
0: Definition time.
1: A sequence of actions regularly followed a fixed program. That is what dictionary.com defines as a routine. Or more simply, a series of habits in the words of an article from Psychology Today's Meg Selig. Um, Yeah, and I feel... The more I thought about it, the more I was like, yes, humans are creatures of habit. We right. have routines, structures, schedules. Um, I, that study, I love that study where um, they looked into, there's no assigned seats. Right. And yet people always sit in to the, the same spot. And they get angry Right? If someone. It's kind of like
0: that whole church uh, mentality, you know the old school ideas of like you're in my seat, but I'm, like this is a church. I don't understand. And people really get upset about their one spot.
1: I've never heard about. Oh yeah, that.
0: don't don't mess with it. It's also a sign of respect sometimes.
1: Oh, if you
0: think on like if there's a person who has been this church for twenty something years, have sat in this one spot, and mm-hmm. then you try to disrupt that,
1: how dare you? I I guess because I went to my church, maybe has had uh, twenty members. There was never a an occasion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, even like when new people came in, you always sit in the back when you're new. Right. Because right? you try to, well, like, that's where automatic. can I sit? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I like to be, you remember the T-zone? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, Annie is trying to act yes, it sure. out for me. because <laughs> <yes, laughs> I'm, I'm like, doing what? it specifically for you. Yes. Uh, it's the front row and then the middle. Right. And the that's you, yeah, you sat to like be in your teacher's best graces, right. and I liked the back of the T zone.
0: Mm. I liked being in the middle because I feel like it was very inconspicuous.
1: Mm. So you don't
0: pay attention to the person in the back because automatically, back people are the troublemakers, right? And the front people are, are the know-it-alls. I <laughs> it in the middle,
1: so you were about the reputation around it. Yeah, okay. I'm like,
0: I'm just gonna be
1: silent and hopefully I'll disappear. <laughs> 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 That's says a lot. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, routines do make things easier, in theory. They're, it's less to think about mm-hmm. every day. Um, and when I searched women routine online, almost all, all of the top results were for makeup. Of course. And then, like, three pages in, working out, which I think does say a lot. Huh. Yeah. So, we thought we'd, we'd have a fun as I guess thought experiment oh yeah comparing
0: our routines yeah and I love once again we were just previously talking about how you had written your thing out and I came behind I was like holy crap <laughs> I'm like <laughs> an equivalent of the rat just running around a <laughs> trash can like what can I find where is this But I'm like well great Annie thanks for looking so adult like oh. <laughs> and seemingly put together while I'm
1: over here just hoping to not fall apart. <laughs> I think that might be the first time since I've become an adult someone's called me an adult. I, when I was a kid, I got called an adult a lot.
0: You are an adult. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
1: Okay. <laughs> so my weekends, I will say, are all over the place. There. Right. But weekdays, the morning I wake up between 6 and 730, I do not set an alarm unless I have something, like, way earlier than that. Or I'm really nervous about missing it because my body is just like
0: this Wow, it just automatically wakes up at that point. I mean, Mm -hmm. I definitely
1: have that time frame too, but not that early. Yeah, I don't like it. But (laughs) that's how it is. Um, I drink a glass of water, run four to eight miles, usually six. Um, And then I drink more water, do some kind of like weightlifting, push-up thing, eat breakfast, brush my teeth, take a shower, get dressed. Which can take a while for me to decide what to wear because it's mostly weather-based but I feel like I look so frumpy every day. Um, I'm basically wearing workout clothes at work very often.
0: That's not true. You had a nice little jersey on yesterday. Space it was a Jam, Space Jam jersey. jersey. <laughs> so
1: that's a thought. Again, an adult. <laughs> very adult I am. Um, I When I wear makeup, I do wear makeup every day, actually, generally. But it's like tinted lip gloss and mascara and sometimes eyeliner, sometimes. Mm. um, and then I walk to work, drink a cup of coffee with a shot of espresso, um, usually while watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And then at night when I get home, if I don't have anywhere to be, which is a rare, beautiful thing, um, I'm probably out of my clothes in, like, less than a minute and in a long T-shirt, mm-hmm. and that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I try to write 30 minutes a day, and I used to read 30 minutes a day, but that is not a thing anymore. Um, and then I stretch. Most of the time, I try to stretch. And then 30 minutes before I go to sleep, I stop checking my phone, which has caused a lot of my friends to be very confused because they know I stay up late. And I have the best of intentions of going to bed at like 10.30. Right. And then I just don't. That's a great
0: habit, though, to turn off your phone, especially in this day and age and all the things that you see and Mm -hmm. how it riles you up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I have a lot of trouble sleeping. So I've taken... All of the tips. I've tried all right. the things. And um, I'm not sure that this helps, but I like to think that it probably does. Uh, and in general, I sleep from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. That is the time. Oh, wow. That is when I'm asleep.
0: You know what? That's super interesting because I think you're like the fourth woman that I've spoken to about having this very limited amount of sleep. Because yeah. for me, if I don't have at least six hours, and even then, I'm I'm a very moody person. But typically, I can sleep till like. I don't know, eight to nine to ten hours long if I can. Of course, after a while, it gets really ugly anyway. But it's really (laughs) fascinating to hear. I'm like, how do you function?
1: Yeah, um, that was another thing that came up, and I think this is a, a separate episode that I'd love to return to because one of the, when I was looking into, like, the health benefits of a routine versus not having a routine, a lot of the articles were about how women are not getting enough sleep. Right. And it was called, like, the new luxury tax... Like people who can afford to sleep.
0: Right. It really is. Cause you don't people don't have enough time in a day yeah. to accomplish everything they need to, they want to, they're supposed to, essentially. Right.
1: And I, I am not I'm just someone who has difficulty sleeping. They were they were specifically talking about like if you have two jobs and you don't have right. a car, so you have to wake up so early to commute. Right. Um, those kinds of things. Um children getting them to school, right. work, all those kinds of stuff. So that's definitely something I would love to return we to. Need to- New episode idea. Yes, all the time. Uh, And this is, I will say, this is what I call a good night. (laughs) I not infrequently have bad nights where I get what I call surprise drunk. That's a great title. It's surprise drunk because you weren't intending to go out that night and you did and you got (laughs) drunk and then you stay out till 3 a.m. And I have this, it's been this many days since incident. Oh, do you? For this specifically, I've never gotten past four. Wow. Um, Yeah. If I, if I remember to brush my teeth and wash my face and I don't fall asleep on the floor or the just, couch, then that's a success. Did you
0: just say the floor? Do you typically fall asleep on the floor? I
1: often wake up on the floor after a night like this. Oh. Yeah. That makes my body hurt, just the thought of that. It's because I, I like, I'm stretching. I'm usually <laughs> stretching, and then I just like lay back, and that's the, and end. That's the end of the night. <laughs> I guess there could be worse places that you could fall asleep at. It's not a yoga mat.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you got kind of a mat. Good job. It's kind of like one of those kindergarten net maps. Yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> there one of it those. Is.
1: Exactly one of those. Um... If it's the first of the month, I have a whole calendar filling out thing. And if it's the first of the week, I have a whole, like, cooking and preparing thing. But, yeah, that's that's kind of my routine. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I do like
0: that you have your weekends to be open to do your thing. Like, everybody needs to have a non-planned time. That Maybe I'm just too much of an introvert to be like, oh, God, I have to plan every minute of the day. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Like, that makes me panic.
1: Oh, oh boy. You that's, don't want to look at my calendar.
0: <laughs> oh God. I can't, I can't. It's also one of those things, like, my phone, if I see too many, like, notifications, notifications. I lose it. Like, yeah. one of my really good friends and coworkers, she always has it up. I'm like, I can't look, I can't, I can't look at your phone. Yeah. I just can't.
1: That is stressful, but I use them as, like, to-do lists. Like, I'm marking off, oh, I can play this right. notification, I can play this note.
0: And that's, and that's for her, the same thing and or a reminder. Uh-huh,
1: Yes. Well, let's talk about
0: your routine. I don't even, I don't even, like, I'm trying to avoid this. Do you
1: see this? (laughs) (laughs) I know, and I won't let you.
0: (laughs) Dang it. Well, obviously, as I said before, my life is not so much about routine, but more so about habits. So essentially, I have a bunch of things I typically do in a day. Yeah. But I don't have specific times. Mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of estimated time frames. Everything's <laughs> all 80, about right? the ti- round roundabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was also thinking, like, I love that we thought of this episode because people were able to relate to the my step-in-home-take-bra-off routine. Is yeah. <laughs> <It's> like every... <laughs> or, or honestly trying to get away during the whole entire day, whether it's me going to my day job office or hearing me like, how can I get away with not wearing a bra? It's amazing Ooh, like, how much...
1: Like orbits, how much oh, revolves oh around Oh, my that? gosh. Yeah. Sometimes
0: I change so many outfits just so <laughs> I don't have to wear a bra. But I love that that's where we are. Yeah. And for me, when I come home, not only does the bra com- come off, the pants come off, Uh um, and thank God I don't have roommates. I will say that. I wasn't able to, like, (laughs) I remember having roommates and being like, you're going to need to text me before you get home, and especially if you're bringing your partner with you, because this is going to be really shocking for all of us. Right. (laughs) Um, But my routine, like I said before, is a little bit more of a lack of routine. I also do often say, I'm a mess. And, you know, like I said, I read through your stuff, and I was like, well, great. Great, Annie. (laughs) Who can I have in between as a buffer so they forget how (laughs) put together you seem compared to me? Um, So, you know, coming back to thinking, like, maybe I need to rethink my process. I don't know. what This is a comparison thing, what works from whom, but whatever. But at the same time, you kind of, like, Maybe I should (laughs) try a little harder. (laughs) That was the other part. But I think it all has something to do with the need to not have a plan. Like for me, a vacation is not making decisions and Mm. to try to shed off that day. So that, I I went to England, uh, when did I go? Not too long ago. I think for my birthday. I went for my birthday. And they kept asking me because they were trying to play great being a good hostess and trying to make sure that I can get everything I want to be Whatever I want to do in that list. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. The only two things I want is I want to see a sheep. Actually, I said, I want to hug a sheep. Oh. In England. I don't know why. That just came to my head. Uh And I want to see a quaint area.
1: (laughs) I feel like you could do both of those. That could be a two birds, one stone thing. Right, right.
0: I never did get to hug a a sheep. I was very upset about that. I I want you to know that. that. I kept screaming at people about why can't I hug a sheep? Random people? We're not going to go there. I I like to yell at people a lot. You know this. Mm. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I think this has a lot to do with just my overall burnout with my day job, as I've talked about um, often, and just the Um, self-care. Of course, as we've talked about in our trauma series, I am a really big proponent of self-care. I think it's really important. And to me... A lot of what I do is very much based on a stress reliever or shutting off the brain. But that's my, my kind of handle. That's kind of my it, everyday life. The not social worker, not fixer, not talker portion of my life is just to shut my brain down. Mm-hmm. And I think um, with that, I was just also thinking about why routines or the lack of routines is important, especially when it comes to burnout. The research completed by Montreal University states that women are more likely to experience burnout. And with that, um, the National Academy of Medicine did a specific study with physicians, which was noted uh, that many of the female physicians were more likely to experience burnout as well. Yeah. You know, so within those types of fields, I thought this is part of my release from being burnt out um, and and feeling like I had to put the world on my shoulders, which is not true. I'm a very small part of a bigger picture, of course, and I'm not the only one working these things. Just, you know, just having that as a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with the female physicians, I feel like it could be linked with also social workers and nurses and obviously all of those. They're more likely to suffer burnout due to emotional exhaustion. Yeah. And I think that says a lot. Yeah. As where they talked about men being more burned out because of cynicism. And I think that exhaustion, that emotional exhaustion, is what makes me just want to shut down. Because it is freaking... We can taxing to is. feel like, oh, God, I failed, you know, yeah, <laughs> or is. caring so much. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, I have both the cynicism <laughs> and the emotional exhaustion. And, but, of course, we know that cynicism is a sign of burnout, so kind of all links to the other. So with that, hmm, all of my routines, including self-care, include self-care, but the ability to do nothing is probably what I love and try to cling to the most. So for my routine, it literally is coming home from wherever it is, whether it's from the house stuff place or my day job or traveling because I have to do a lot of traveling to inspect different placements and such. Uh, I walk in, make sure uh, to talk to my dog, Peaches, because mm-hmm. she's right there waiting for me. And of course, we have an intimate conversation about how much she missed me. Of course. And she understands everything I say, okay. obviously. Definitely. And then immediately throwing my stuff on the floor. where And this is where it's chaos. Because I'm like, I don't care where it goes. It just, it's just going to land here. Uh, and then take off my shoes, take off my bra. And most of the times, yeah, just take off the pants. So I'm like, yeah. And it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. <laughs> if I'm wearing. Yeah, it's like, nope, that's it. That's all coming off. Um, and then I usually sit. And for me, that might include a nap. That might include watching uh, whatever rerun I want to watch. Or that might include me playing Candy Crush on my phone. That's been a thing. Mm-hmm. People make fun of me. And I also do word searches. I love doing word love a word I, search. word search. And I also am a multitasker. Uh-huh. So after two, uh, often I'll be doing a two out of three. So, okay. well, yeah, I may have the TV on as I nap. Mm-hmm. Or I might be doing the word search as I watch TV. Like it's yeah. kind of that type of thing. It's just for me to space out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... For me in the mornings, uh, I'm definitely one of those that set an alarm Mm -hmm. and then put it on snooze six times. Oh, my goodness. At least three or four times for sure. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, I hear you. Okay, I hate you. Okay, this is the (laughs) worst day ever. The best attitude. I have the best attitude when waking up. Uh Uh, (laughs) Which also inevitably means I'm scrambling around, Mm -hmm. trying to get ready as fast as possible. And that includes, you you know, putting on some makeup Usually I've showered the night before because I know I'm that big of a mess that I can't. But also because I exercise in the evening, mm. so I have to shower yeah. after the fact, obviously. Um, and then I grab some coffee. I quickly let my dog out, come back, and then leave. And usually it ran about 10 to, five to ten minutes late. I'm one of those people. Yeah. And I think this is where I'm like, huh, oh, as where Annie wakes up at 6.30. <laughs> Goes for a three to four to five, four to eight-mile run. I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm glad I put pants on and ran out the door. That's usually the goal. And I don't have to turn around.
1: I like I I don't know exactly what happened.
0: (laughs) But I'm here now. (laughs) Essentially, I'm like, hey, I made it. Ooh, I'm alive, y'all. I'm alive. I did it. Um, But yeah, I think all of those different things. This is my routine, the lack of routine. It does seem a bit chaotic, but I'm also one of those that... I'm a pretty big mess. Mm-hmm. Like, I have organization in my disorganization. So if someone were to come in and try to clean up as, yeah. and, and and like, organize for me, I would lose it because right. I would not be able to find anything. As for right now, I know exactly where
1: everything is. Yeah. I, I'm d- absolutely one of those people. I Yeah. Again, I know a lot of friends like that. My older brother is definitely like that. Um, and I think it is interesting because I feel like you and I— having nothing terrifies me. And I think, like, my amount of planning terrifies you. Right, And it just is, and and numbers and science, there has been research into this, it is how people cope with things. Right. And what fe- what gives them this feeling of kind of safety or structure or, like, lack of structure within the structure. Right. Um. So we do have some stats around routine. Oh, we love some stats. We do. Give me that data. Okay, here you go. According to YouGov, Most of us, around 56%, spend somewhere between 11 to 30 minutes getting ready. On the outlier end, 2% spend less than 5 minutes, and 3% take over an hour. There is some truth to the stereotype that women in general take longer in their routines, and that is largely because of makeup. Um... 21% of men take over 30 minutes compared to 38% of women, and over the course of a year that amounts to almost eight days, which I actually thought it would be higher than that. Right. I was going to say, as we're reading this and talking about this, uh, Say a Little Prayer for
0: You, that song is going through my head. I don't
1: know that. When
0: I wake up, I put on my makeup, say a little prayer for you. Okay, never mind. All right. (laughs) That is, now that you don't,
1: you don't know that song? No. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to have to stop all together. Uh,
0: I Say a Little Pray for You is a song that begins with her having a routine and that she's doing this routine. She's saying a prayer for her. Right. Her, I guess, man or her wish to be man, her crush. Anyway, but yeah, makeup for sure. I I digress. I definitely have like a five to ten minute makeup routine as well. You were talking about what you wear. I'm very much like, I like the uh, mineral blush. For mm-hmm. Me or mineral foundation for me because I don't like caked on face. Um, just my thing. I definitely put eyeliner on because, as an Asian woman, with the whole like lit eyelid stigma, you know, yeah, so, you know, Asian, sure. a lot of Asian women get surgeries took out that eyelid like white women, essentially, mm-hmm. um, as well as I don't have a lot of eyelashes. So I want to bring out mm-hmm. that look. And that's just the whole kind of obviously uh, insecurity with my own ethnicity a little bit if we want to really dig deeper, but I feel like I can't go out without that. That's mm-hmm. one of my, I have to wear that thing. Yeah. Um, but typically, it just takes about five minutes. But for me, trying to find, as we talked about earlier, find clothes yeah. that I'm comfortable with that day. Not that I like, not that I, you know, want to wear, I've picked out. It's literally like, I don't feel good in this mm-hmm. and that can be a whole 20-minute process. Oh, Which yeah. is a sad thing. It is. It is. <laughs> and I recognize that, but it's just such like, and it bothers me that it's that level. Yeah, that we have to go to, and I'm I'm guessing a lot of women mm-hmm. have to deal with that as well, as well as the fact that they don't feel good enough about themselves to get the clothes that they want. Yeah, or they think you know, just thinking that they don't, they won't look good in this. That in itself is just heartbreaking, and oh, I'm I'm part yeah. of that statistic.
1: Yeah, when I was growing up, I was too afraid to buy clothes that fit right because I hated my body so much, right. and I would like I couldn't look in the mirror for long. I would like just right. Okay, it's, it's okay. I
0: yeah. think it just took me to. Five, five, 10 years ago to be like, oh, I can look at myself naked and not hate everything and want to stop crying.
1: <laughs> that, that reminds me of that Scrubs quote Oh yeah, where she yeah. says, I can look at my body for almost a full minute naked. That's more than most women. It, it is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was nodding my head when I, mm-hmm. I was pretty young right. when that came out. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. And you'll be
0: like, yes, girl. Good to yes. have your confidence
1: because that's confident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, for a lot of women, a large part of routine does involve makeup. And I found some statistics around this, but statistics around cosmetics are infamously hard to rely on because they're usually conducted by cosmetic companies. But anyway, um, 60% of women wear makeup every day and 32% wear it most days. Although, interestingly to me, 15% never wear makeup and 33% report wearing it only on special occasions. Um, And this is something we've talked about before, the makeup tax. Right. Basically, through our media, we are taught from a very young age that a woman looks like one that is wearing makeup. That is the natural state. Right. Um, I was watching a cartoon recently and was impressed and annoyed that all of the female characters had on-point eye makeup. <laughs> and I know it's like a easy way to differentiate this one, this one, right. but it, right. it, you internalize that stuff. Right. Um, so if you don't wear makeup, you automatically... Are breaking a norm in our society right. and will quite possibly be punished for that. People don't like when you break norms generally. Right. Um, we are expected to wear. It. That's the problem with the whole. Well, just don't wear makeup if you don't want to. We'll be punished for it. Right. Um, and also, some of us like to wear makeup, right. and that's okay. There's some days where I like to wear it, and some days I don't. I, it varies for day day by day. Right. But I don't like the obligation that I have to. Right. Um, and women report feeling more confident when they wear makeup, and I definitely relate to that. And it's because they're more confident because they, it's on, in some, on some level, know that expectation.
0: Right. Well, I mean, this all comes back to the perception of what is pretty yeah. and what is not pretty. Mm-hmm. And then even you look at TV and the ones who are natural makeup or natural, Ugh. and you're like, yeah. that. that bitch has... <laughs> Mascara and eyeliner yep. and red lipstick. What the hell are you talking about? Natural. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole absurd idea of what natural looks like, as well as the fact that, that doesn't freaking exist. Yeah, There's not one natural look, okay? Some people have different types of scars. Some people have different problems with acne. Some people have rosacea. All of those things, mm-hmm. and it's okay. They can embrace all of those things. And um, I think also I love the, the male gaze and the whole... You love the male gaze. In in their assumption that they can dictate either way.
1: You're wearing too much makeup. Oh, sure. You're not wearing enough makeup. If you would fix yourself... uh, Well, that's why they like the all-natural thing, because then they can pretend you're not wearing makeup. Right. Because you should be pretty enough to not need it. Right. And I'm just like,
0: what the hell? You don't get to have an opinion? (laughs) Unless you're a man who puts on makeup for themselves, go for it. Unless you identify as male that loves makeup, hell yeah. Do it. You look amazing. Teach me those things. Yeah. Why are you having... Outside of that, y'all, what, what, what are you talking? Also, I do love when my mom says the phrase, put my face on. Yeah. And that is that, a very old school face. It is. A face.
1: Old school phrase. It is. Also a face. Well, that's related to, I was going to say, there's um, Arrested Development bit where she's putting her face on and mm-hmm. it's like a horror movie. <laughs> and that's... Every time I hear that phrase, I do think like... That sounds like a monster, or <laughs> right? Something. And my mom has
0: said that many a times. It can't come out.
1: Yes, you're not Don't fully look dressed. At me.
0: You're not fully dressed without your
1: makeup, <laughs> right? Right, and uh, kind of going off of what you were saying, I'll never forget the time I was doing a 48-hour film thing, which we have to, or like, write and make and edit this film in 48 hours, like short film. Um, and the director was like, "All natural look. That's what right. I want for her," because I was the only woman in it. Um, and uh, he asked how long that will take, and he clearly thought it was going to take, like, a minute. Um, and the answer was, like, 30 minutes to an hour with a professional. And um, it is one of my first ever tweets as I took a picture of the table of makeup for the all-natural right, look. right. And I was so annoyed because I had this big emotional monologue to memorize, and I spent most of the time in the makeup chair not able to do it, and I was seeing the dude's, that I was acting with, and they were just practicing their lines. They didn't have to do the makeup thing. There was, like, a little bit and some hair stuff, but they were just done. Right. So frustrated. Right. Like, that's—I would consider that kind of a punishment that we have to pay. Oh, like yeah. Like, it's time that I could have been spending right. doing something that's not as you focused on my looks. As you were mentioning, I really like time tax. That's kind mm-hmm. of exactly what that is. Yeah. And um, study after study has shown that women that wear a moderate amount of makeup are seen as the ever elusive, more likable,
0: <laughs> and
1: more competent, which directly impacts professional opportunities. One study found that when given the same picture, so it's the same woman, right, one with makeup, one without, and the picture of her in makeup was more likely to get the job. Um, another one found. Uh, so, well, these pictures were shown to hiring managers. Right. Clarified that. Um, another one found that male patrons of restaurants are more likely to give female waitresses more tips if they are wearing makeup. Oh yeah. Um, so, as a
0: bartender, I work at a brewery and, and serve beer. Every time, I make sure that I have that red lipstick on, all of the makeup on, my hair is perfect, all of that to the point where, if I don't wear that and come in, they're like, "What, what happened to you?" Are you one sick or something? right literally I've are you before. sick you not, I, oh you're not feeling good yeah um or i've not been recognized by people who've never seen me that oh, dressed wow. up they're like what's wrong with you <laughs>
1: something terrible
0: right. like why are you wearing makeup like that i'm like i'm trying to get those tips what are you talking about it is such a cop out i hate that i play into that but yeah i'm like i got to get that money yeah i got it that's the reason i'm here for my third job Right. essentially
1: yeah, I went into a whole deep dive on the—and I didn't include it here because this episode was never intended to be all about makeup, but, like, right. the deep dive of science of makeup and why—it's all about contrast and, like, accentuating. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't do it, like—I can't do it right. That's what
0: I figured no, out because no. as I'm watching all of the different YouTube videos and I love watching, like, the, the 14-year-olds yeah. knowing how to do things, I'm going, what?
1: Mm-hmm. How did you learn
0: that? <laughs> What's that? What—first of all, what product is that? Where did that come from? Right. How did that come to exist? Mm-hmm. And— Where did you put it? (laughs) What?
1: Um, I mean, also, we should talk about the cosmetics industry alone makes $60 million a year, and that money largely comes from women. The average woman will shell out $15,000 over their lifetime. And YouTube and makeup tutorials have become their best friends, I'm sure. Um, A study conducted by Marks and Spencer found that women spend 17 minutes on average picking out an outfit. As I said. I don't remember the number, but uh, a decent percentage of men throw an outfit a week, like get get angry and throw it.
0: I was going to say, I definitely know enough men or those who identify as, as males to stand and come back to me three or four different times. Going, Does this look okay? What about this one? Yeah. What about this one? And it's just, just like a printed pant or printed <laughs> yeah. shorts or something and then the shoes. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I I found... I, I, one of my roommates in college had this poster, and it said, um, it took 12 weeks to make uh, a yeah. habit and only two weeks to break it. And so I started to look into the truth of that, and I found from a quick Google search, it seems like it's 66 days somewhere in there to build a habit on average, but up to 254 days. Um, and breaking habits is much more complicated because some people will do it like cold turkey. Right. Some people take a lot of time to do it. Um, so I, I, have a, I have a real anxiety about running that I'll just stop doing it because right. I don't if I take too long right. in between.
0: Oh, yeah. I did the same thing. So I work out a lot. I don't run anymore. Um, because I'm old and my hip hurts,
1: mm-hmm. essentially.
0: <laughs> but uh, I've been doing a lot of, like, cardio jam and all the dance classes. And then I'll do some running on the treadmill more so than anything else. And I say this as we're about to run the Peachtree next week. Yep. I'm going to die. Like, it's- I'm probably just going to quit halfway through and get an Uber to end it, just so you know. <laughs> um, but I, I remember, I think I was gone for my, uh, my birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I got sick. And then holidays. And I had stopped working out completely. Yeah. And it took me a little while to get back into the routine because because of that, maybe it was because I was spending more time with other other things or mm-hmm. just not feeling like going out. Um, but trying to get back in the habit, I have been overexerting myself yeah. to make sure I stay in the habit. So instead of just working out three or four times a week, I'm doing
1: it like five, six, mm-hmm. maybe two in a day. It gets, it gets crazy, though. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And that actually is a good segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is... Are routines good or bad? Yeah. Yeah, But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Okay. So, a recent study found that a great hair day makes you happier and more confident. But that same study also revealed that 95% of women
1: don't feel great about their hair. I can definitely relate to the confidence part because if my hair is doing something And Sundays on NBC, watch it live. There's sure to be big twists and huge surprises. So you'll want to enjoy your Good Girls experience in a spoiler-free zone. The all-new, all-hilarious
0: season of Good Girls, Sundays on NBC and stream anytime.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Routines do create efficiency, and this gives our brain more room to think about other things outside of that routine. Like, like we said earlier, it does save time, or it can. Um, it can increase proficiency. It's less taxing on your willpower and decision-making brain space because you've already done that thing. Right. Um, it reduces procrastination. When I read that, I was like, oh, my God, because I cannot procrastinate. It's actually like... And I love procrastinating. I, I actually thrive on it sometimes. I know a lot of people do, and I wish I could at least a little. Um, I know. I
0: wish I could plan ahead sometimes because wh- like, why do I have to put stress on myself?
1: This is to the, be able
0: to be accurate.
1: Why we're we're like a transformer of one right. person? We are a good, yeah. yeah yeah we're the perfect person together. Yes, <laughs> apart <laughs> we're on the outliers. But <laughs> It can be useful when it comes to self-care, routine can be. It can save you money, especially when it comes to food, if you plan those things out. Um, It can relieve stress, but it can also cause stress, Um, and more on that in a minute. And it can also give you a way to develop goals and track your success in achieving those goals. And routine is especially important for kids and especially in the context of significant life-changing events. Exactly. So the routines in toddlers and infants teach us security and emotional stability. and also shows
0: them that they have someone who provides for them, mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of those things, that, that security, that hierarchy of needs, and they can trust that things are provided, um, which makes me wonder how traumatized, I'm just going to go ahead and get this down in this dark, dark road, and I'm sorry, but I can't help it, how traumatized these Toddlers and uh, adolescents and infants are, as we are detaining them mm-hmm. and pretty much taking them away from their families for trying to become and trying to find uh, refuge and in a home. Uh, as we've seen more and more, I know it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger as all the reports are coming out. Um, that it's getting worse. The conditions are getting way worse. There's reports about having which, by the way, I've talked about before about traumatization, about parentification. We're having adolescents take care of infants. Yeah. We're having adolescents take care of toddlers because there's no one else who can play that parent role. And we're quickly damaging and disrupting their, the nurturing of these kids. Anyway, okay. Sorry. See, I have See, to bring it down a little bit sometimes, even gotcha. on our easier
1: episodes. <laughs> well, it is important. I, and that's the thing is like I, I feel like we dismiss routine a lot. As just, oh, stuck in the same old routine. Right. And it's easy to
0: think of it in our very privileged yeah, setting. totally. And about what routine can be. And, and it's fantastic. Or not choosing to not have a routine. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm talking about being able to be lazy and not doing things. But for, again, like a, you were talking about a single parent trying yeah. to figure out how to support their kids. Can't afford daycare, um, but has to have three jobs. And all on the only two or three jobs. And the only option is stay home with your grandma, hopefully this will work, and sometimes, okay, you're a 14-year-old, you're going to have to take
1: care of this 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff like that is like, again, routine is also a privilege. It is. It is. Um, and that's one of the things that when I was looking into why it is so important for children, right, is this formative time, and if it's all chaos and there's nothing you can count on, right, um, that. Has lasting impact, exactly, and which is why we talk about the CDC even delves into the importance of structure mm-hmm.
0: for these kids as well. And obviously, if the CDC is talking about, we're talking about health crisis essentially, and a routine can't
1: disrupt a, a, a child's health. Man, CDC called me the other day. What they left a message? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to return it. I will. I want to know what's <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> the routine is also really important for seniors, especially in the context of increasing unknowns, and maybe that is decreased mental or physical function, both um, increased dependency. Right. Um, I have to say, when I, I think of my high school routine, I honestly am not sure how I was functioning at all, and I don't think that the current routine we use expect of our young folks is healthy. And I, there's been a lot of research into that as right. well. Right,
0: just about the amount of homework, the amount of expected, expectations placed on them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that kind of goes back into, again, privilege and what's over the top <laughs> and well, not teaching responsibility. But yeah, definitely. I know for me, I think in college, and I know we we're supposed to be somewhat adults, but being thrown into good luck yeah, was brave.
1: <laughs> difficult. It was really difficult. It, was, yeah, um routine is also, like we kind of alluded to earlier, really important when it comes to sleep. And for people like me who have difficulty sleeping, a routine can improve that, so we've established routine is important, but so is allowing yourself to break it every now and then to get away from your routine. Some studies have demonstrated that routine might be a creativity killer. <laughs> Um, One time article I found suggested that we are at our most creative when we are groggy. And the reason is that the processes that shut down um, irrelevant or distracting thoughts are at their weakest. So those thoughts are allowed to like live their best life. And with this um, diffuse focus, as it's called, our brain can be more creative with our network of knowledge making connections we might not otherwise have made. Um, And for morning people, this might actually happen in the evening as you're kind of unwinding. Um I'm one of those weirdo combos. Yeah, you are. And I relate to this so much because I used to live live for that twilight between being asleep and being awake because I would get the most exciting thoughts or ideas. I used to have this ongoing dream um, and it was like a TV series, and it was almost a lucid dream, but not quite, and right. I never knew where it was going to go, and I was constantly surprised by where what happened in it. Um, <laughs> it was like, must-see TV. What's going to happen next? Uh, and it went on for years, and wow. I, eventually I wrote it all down, um, but it it only happened in this in-between state, so sometimes I'd be too excited to get... I'd be like, i got to right. know what happens, but I was too excited to get there. Right. Um, and hey. I still let myself do it every now and then. Do you? Yeah. Oh, do I love you, do you it. go back to the same dream? Um,
0: yeah. Wow. For me, like I won't necessarily have a connected dream. It's mm. not like it's a episode of series. It's more of I get the same dream, and like with new people or oh. a new place. Uh-huh. So it's always the oh they're shooting at me, oh. but this person is here and I'm trying to help convince this person not to do it. Uh-huh. Oh, you're telling me you're about to murder somebody? Yeah, I have oh. some really. really oh dreams. my god! I'm also the one that does the. Uh, um Oh, um... Paralysis. Sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. So I am, terrifying. I am one of those. So I can... I During usually those days when I'm trying to wake up, those are the moments mm-hmm. that I cannot freaking wake up. I'm having an anxiety attack trying to wake myself up. Right. So for me, it's like a constant nightmare of emotions like, please wake up. Please mm-hmm. open your eyes. Please open your eyes. I can't open my eyes. Oh my God. It's kind of like the eternal sunshine moment where he gets to open his eyes for just a second and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's what usually happens. I don't do it all the time, but that's usually at that time frame
1: that I will have it. Yeah, I've only experienced that a couple times and it is terrifying. Even if you know what it is, it's still scary. (laughs) Um, An embarrassing side note, I once sent a drunk fan letter to fellow podcast Stuff to Blow Your Mind um, back when I was an intern. And I was an editor on the show (laughs) um, about this whole dream thing. And I signed it with my middle name because I was like, oh, they'll never get it. Uh, But I totally forgot I had an auto signature. (laughs) And so I get an email, and they're like, I'm just checking, was this you? Oh, love (laughs) it. I had to fess up, and then they put it on the air. They read it (laughs) on the air, and I I could have cut it out, but I was like, no, I have to bear my shame. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think,
0: you know, as we were talking about, my groggy state once again was, not necessarily the most comfortable level. I also have those moments of stress or a lack of sleep. And for me, I have to lay down mm-hmm. immediately. I, um, and I've had many moments where I will. It's kind of, I feel like I've asked, I'm like, do I have narcolepsy? Because this is getting weird. <laughs> where I'm, if I'm really overly tired or really stressed out about something, I, I get really stressed out in places like the mall. Yeah. Any place with bright lighting, lots of people, it makes me figure out that I have to physically sit. And then if I'm driving home or if I'm with someone, they have to drive me home because I'm afraid I'm going to fall asleep. Like, that's the level of exhaustion. Uh But, like, I've definitely had—you were talking about your drunken story of uh, emailing because you had a brilliant idea. for me, as I said, the sleep thing, uh, I've definitely had to sneak a nap in a crowded or weird situation. Like, I was at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. with i think like i was meeting new people with one of my best friends she just moved and i was coming to hang out with her uh and i decided i was really sleepy mm-hmm. and i needed a nap so i just folded myself underneath the table It's so, still sitting so i was kind of like just you know yeah. as if i was covering my head type of moment uh-huh. and slept for about a good 30 minutes maybe not 30 minutes i'm sorry like a minute five minutes to the point that people were like where did what is she okay y'all what's going on and then they still talk about it to this day and it's been years like probably over a decade long but that's the level (laughs) that I I get I would probably still bring that up (laughs) look it's just talent that I can just fold over into my chair and fall underneath the dining table as everybody else is laughing and eating
1: I agree I'm kind (laughs) of shocked and impressed Um, I fell asleep in the elevator once that's my claim to fame when it comes to sleeping um Going back to the whole night owl, morning bird thing, science now suggests that there are probably four chronotypes, that's what they're called, Mm -hmm. and it also suggests that it's generally fruitless to try and change which one you are. Um, We do go through natural shifts. Children and seniors are more likely to be morning birds, and teens are way more likely to be night owls, but trying to force yourself to change can have negative results. Um, Subjects in studies shifted off of their sleep schedule, started to experience pre-diabetic symptoms within three weeks, and um, their metabolic rate dropped 8%, which could have resulted in a weight gain of almost 13 pounds in the space of a year. And this is sometimes called social jet lag when your clock is off of almost everyone else's around you. And in many ways, our society punishes night owls. Um we think that they're they're lazy. We push them to be morning people. Our work schedules are designed around morning slash afternoon people. Yeah, um, Annie, stop punishing me for not getting up. Like, I, I'm just playing. I, I know you wouldn't. No, I, I that was a really interesting uh read yeah. to to think about it in that that context. because right, i d I've never really thought about that too, it does. It kinda like ostracizes people who
0: Biologically, yeah,
1: uh, are not that type of person, and it's really not fair, right? Um, and it is not getting enough sleep is a serious health problem that impacts a lot of people, so for sure, probably will return to right, it. Right. Um, the problem that I have with routine is I do feel a lot of guilt when I break it. Um, I go on such a spiral mm-hmm. if I don't run. I thought about it several times a day in Hawaii, like I could find some time to run, I could, I could, Ugh, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just had to
0: uh mm-hmm. i'm gonna be better for like the next five years until I until i go to a cool trip like hawaii i probably will just be better that's it just fits me it's okay. fine okay. <laughs> but yeah for, i think for me having to bind myself to a routine outside of my uh, outside of my regular habits feels like a chore yeah um and can be feel really self-defeating sure because like You know, I try to be the adult who had the list so I can check it off. But for me, usually, that list doesn't get checked off. And that's kind of one of those big things. A part of my job and a part of my just mentality is being able to uh, change and be flexible. Mm -hmm. And so with that flexibility, it often means everything shifts very, very quickly. Different emergencies happen. Different things happen. So when I see I have not accomplished according to this paper, Mm-hmm. all of this, it makes you just like, well, I'm just going to give up now. and go to my corner. So for me, like having that type of structure makes me feel like I'm just setting myself up.
1: Right. For failure. Yeah. 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 I, I have heard that from a lot of people. And we are creating a pressure and an expectation when we have routines, which can be good. But it also can mean creating an unneeded extra stressor. Right. And not to mention something unhealthy. I've said before, I call running my coping mechanism gone wrong. Right. Um, Stress can harm the brain's myelin sheath, which can lead to less light bulb moments. So that is another instance in which perhaps it does impact creativity.
0: This was definitely something to consider for those who are working parents because we are a very female-centric podcast, specifically to moms who often feel the guilt of not being the perfect maternal figure with a schedule perfectly in sync with the children and partner and just the pressures to have a perfect household. And this is more of like, of course, again, the heteronormative perspective of mom, partner, kids, just the matriarch, mm-hmm. um, just in general, the matriarch. Um, but as we know, this type of household exists. I know we things are quickly changing, and we're seeing the father figures step up. We have the same-sex couple who seem to get it right more so than others, but there's also this unlevel expectation sometimes as well. Um, and I know I think there are moments where sometimes it's too dependent <laughs> Mm -hmm. on the mail. I'm sure there is, but what we have seen on a regular, and what is sometimes still expected, more of like a religious tone and not necessarily all the time, but I've definitely had conversations, not only with my family, but from my past uh, friendships who are fairly religious, and that's all cool. I have no problem with that, but also very Southern. Mm -hmm. And again, this is just what I know and not necessarily researched. Um, It's anecdotal that these types of households exist that women should maintain the home, and these perfections are expected. Yeah. Even to the the niche idea of the mother in law judging mm-hmm. the the you know future future wife of whomever their child is, and it's a huge stressor that we don't talk about enough. Um, I think, and that the fact that it is unhealthy, very very unhealthy, mm-hmm. for these individuals who are putting their own pressures on. Yeah. Themselves. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and also society, their expectations. Right, exactly. Um, it's a double
0: whammy, and it's kind of like we don't talk about that enough either, where, yeah, hey, it, uh, that still exists. How oh, do we kick yeah. this?
1: <laughs> a lot of research shows that it has become more egalitarian, but women are still consistently doing more of right. the child-rearing, more of the cleaning, right, all that stuff. But, I mean, again, yeah, heteronormative, but um, that is a part of a routine when you become a parent, that right. you have to not only have your own routine, you have to ha- make sure, right. manage this child's routine. Right. Um, so you just pick the solution I picked. Have a dog, live by yourself, end of story. <laughs> 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 no? That is one solution. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a path, we'll say. <laughs> it's p- one path. It's one path you could take. Um, it's also a good thing to allow space for routines to evolve, to not let them become cages. Sometimes... Um, I, like, for me, I've come to terms with one day I will not run this much, and that's just going to be the thing. That's how it's going to be. Um, So that is not a bad thing. Um, John Tierney over at the New York Times prescribes a routine of no routine, spontaneity all the time. That sounds super stressful to me, but I understand <laughs> that some people like it. Um, well, as the introvert, my spontaneity is
0: just saying no. <laughs> Your spontaneity are, is yeah, staying right. <laughs> when they're like, hey, you want to- no, I, no, I have things I have to, you know, do the things that I said I had to do, the
1: things of those things. Okay, thanks. If any of your friends listen to this, and they're going to be so <laughs> on to you. Um, oh, they already are. Oh, good. i Then they're good friends. <laughs> um, some advice from the Times article called for waking up a little earlier and letting yourself stay in bed and let your mind wander for a few minutes and or staying in the shower a little bit longer and using that time to think of anything other than task-oriented thoughts. Um, I will say if you're concerned about water conservation. Perhaps the bad one is better. But anyway, uh, <laughs> watching upbeat videos instead of depressing news because negativity also impacts creativity. Right. Oh, I am all about
0: the good videos, especially like all the dog videos. Mm-hmm. I have watched probably all of them at this I point. of uh, None of the sad ones, though. Just all the good ones where they're rescued and they look amazing, mm-hmm. or they're coming to find their owners and or where they fall. And it's funny. You know, it's those things. And of course, I also love watching the Kids doing hip hop. Who can actually do hip hop dancing? And have you seen these? Uh, I no, have.
1: I'm just surprised. That this I love is, it. Okay, I yeah, love that's it because it motivates
0: me. Like if they can do it,
1: I can't do this.
0: <laughs> I but wish I could do that. Immediately this. shut yourself <laughs> down. Uh,
1: and I do. I want to point out here: there are certainly unhealthy routines, and I find we often call these rituals and stuff routines, but the things around like drugs in mm. particular, and also as always. People are complex and different. Some people prefer and/or need more routine; others less. As you can tell by, you know, by the two of us. Yeah. Um, so that's that's about the end of our our, <laughs> our talk on routine, which turned into more than I ever imagined. My bad. Um, but we do have a little bit more for you. But first, we have a quick break for our sponsor. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. We're back. Thank you, sponsor. And we're back with an outro. Very, very little bit more. But we would love to hear um from you. What is your routine? Right. What does that look like? Um, do you think routines are good or bad or both?
0: Yeah. Do you do things similar to us or are you judging us? Blush me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, how many people, how many women out there in particular take their bra off like within a minute of getting uh, home? Uh, you can send your <laughs> your routines to us at stuffmedia mom stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Steph mom never told you and on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer Andrew Howard. Thank you Andrew. Thanks to you for listening. Stuff owner told you production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So here's something that some of you might find shocking.